1 Corinthians chapter 6, we're just going to look at one verse here. Uh, shockingly, with the slide, right, I think we probably all know what we're going to be talking about today. And uh, shockingly, there's no social media uh, in the Bible, right? Uh, there was no, you know, face scroll or something like that at this era of the Bible. It just wasn't around. But you know what? The Bible, even though it is uh, 2,000 uh, years old, it still has truth that meets us exactly where we are. And I'm excited uh, for this message uh, because of that and, and really just the fact that we have the Word of God that we can turn to, we can learn from, is something that's fantastic there. So 1 Corinthians chapter 6, we're just going to look at one verse here and then we will dive in. The Bible says, All things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. The Corinthians were saying, hey, all things are lawful for me. I can do whatever it is that I want to do. And Paul says, yeah, you can. All things are lawful, but not all things are expedient. Not all things are beneficial. Not all things are profitable. Uh, all things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. Uh, I'm not going to choose to bring something into my life that will ultimately uh, bind me, that will bring me under its power. I want to choose things that are profitable. And so we're going to try to use this lens as we're talking about how to, when to, uh, the manner in which we should be using social media today. So let's pray real fast, and, uh, and then we're going to dive into the message. Uh, dear Lord, thank you so much for today. Lord, thank you for these students. And, and honestly, Lord, as, as much as anything, um, yeah, I forgot to mention earlier, but... Man, I'm so thankful for them. I'm so thankful to uh, be here with them, to see their passion to serve you, their love for you. Lord, I pray that as we look at this section of your word today, um, Lord, that we would apply it in the way in which you bring to our minds. Lord, not everyone's going to have the same application. Lord, not every one of us maybe need to take a step that someone else would need to, but I pray that all of us would be absolutely surrendered to whatever step it is that you have for us to do whatever it is that you would have us to do. Lord, that ultimately pleasing you would be our number one desire. Lord, I pray that you would work through me. Lord, I, I know that I need you and uh, that the students need you. And uh, so I pray that, Lord, as we talk about your word, talk about some truths that we need to know, Lord, that you would be glorified and that we would be uh, better witnesses and better representations of you. Well, thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I don't have to tell anyone that social media is an important, is a significant part of many of our lives, right? We think about the main four uh, social media networks, right? If we have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat, and whatever order you have of those, right? Those are going to be the four that are probably most common for us. Uh, let's do a quick poll. How many of you have at least one social media network? Okay? Put your hands up. All right, if you want to look around, that's most of the people here, right? So, okay. So, this is going to be real. How, how many of you have at least uh, two? How many of you have got two? All right. How many of you have all four? Okay. Some people here, that's fine. How many of you regularly keep up with one? Okay. I've got, I think I like made an Instagram at some point a couple years ago. I've never posted anything on it. I've got the, I do the, the Twitter for the live stream of the basketball games and stuff, but that's not mine. So I have one that I keep up with. I keep up with my Facebook. And so if I say Facebook today, I'm talking social media in general, but that's the one that kind of comes to mind for me. How many of you keep up with multiple on a regular basis? Okay. All right, so a pretty good percent. I don't know exactly what that'd be, but most people in here, right, are interacting with social media. It's something that affects most of our lives. And sometimes when we think about social media and the Bible, 
And this is not a, a wrong thing necessarily to be thinking about, right? Um, but we think about it in the sense that, okay, well, there's better things that we should be doing with our time. And there are, and we're going to talk a bit about that. But when we think about social media, right, sometimes uh, you've just heard people say, you know, hey, get off Facebook and get your face in the book, you know, which, like, <laughs> amen. Like, that's, that's good. And, like, is the Bible our priority? Well, yeah, absolutely. Like, that, you know. Hopefully I have something better uh, in the message than that, because otherwise it's like, okay, that's, that's pretty baseline, right? Uh, sometimes uh, there's, there's other people that are uh, somewhat disparaging of it. I love this season, not only because it's the fall semester and uh, everyone uh, is excited to be here and we've got a lot of great things going on, not only because the weather is getting nicer, but because it's my favorite season of the year. It's football season. And uh, amen for football. So it's a little bit depressing for me this year because I'm a huge Florida State Seminoles fan. We started off number three in the nation, and we are two and four right now. So I get to devote a lot of my time to other activities. So (laughs) amen for that. Not watching any meaningful games anymore. So that's good. But fortunately, I, uh, I like the NFL as well. So I'm like, okay, you know, I can follow my team there. I like the Ravens. We started off 2-0. and I've got a friend of mine that's a big Ravens fan, so we're, like, texting each other, like, oh, yeah, you know, season's going well. And then we realized that we had beaten the Bengals and the Browns, and that's not all that impressive. And we're, like, 3-4 and four right now. We've lost four out of our last five games, and I'm not texting him quite as much. And so, you know what, it's a little bit depressing. But, you know, football is something that's great. How many of you in here are uh, any – do we have any other Seminoles fans in here? All right. Hey, we've got a few that are proud to admit it. That's good, I guess. Um, how many, let's see, we got any Ravens fans in here? It's okay if not. All right. We've we got some booze. Uh, we got any Patriots fans in here? Oh, that's deflating. All right. I actually like the Patriots. Um, okay. I mean, they are a rival of one of my major teams, right? But I like the Patriots mostly because I love their coach, Bill Belichick, world's grumpiest human. It's fantastic. It's, it's really great. We've got a picture of him. This is him at his finest right here. That's great. Like, wouldn't you love to be friends with this guy? He wouldn't love to be friends with you, but, like, you know, you could, you could dream. But he's arguably the best uh, NFL coach ever, right? You could put other names up there. Dr. Shetler was here today. I'd definitely have to mention Vince Lombardi, of course, which I just did anyway. But, right, Belichick's going to be one of the greatest coaches ever. Last year, they were going to the AFC Championship game, and the Steelers had just gone into Kansas City and knocked off the Chiefs. And their star receiver, Antonio Brown, made the brilliant decision that, hey, I'm going to Facebook Live uh, the locker room uh, after our game, and I'm just going to put this out for the world to see. And the world got to see uh, their coach, Mike Tomlin's um, rather profane uh, rant about how they were going to you know, go into New England and you know, no one believed in them and everyone thought they were going to lose which, I mean, they did, so good job, everyone. <laughs> um, and, uh, how they, you know, and, and Antonio Brown puts this up on social media, and they asked Coach Belichick uh, about this afterwards. They say, hey, what, you know, what do you think about Antonio Brown, you know, Facebook living uh, the Steelers' locker room? And, uh, and I quote, I'm not on Snapface and all those. I'm not too worried about what they put on instant chat. And so I, would lo- I feel like Snapface would be great. Like, if you were on Snapface with Bill Belichick as your friend, right, that, you have arrived. That would be fantastic. But, you know, sometimes when we talk about social media, right, we say, hey, you know, get your face, you know, get off Facebook and get your face in the book. Or, hey, I don't care what they put on Snapface and stuff like that. And there's a sense of validity to those, right, that the premier focus in our lives absolutely should be spiritual things. If we're not on board with that, that's problem number one right there. But at the same time, we recognize, and we don't use this as an excuse to try to um, just kind of gloss over wasting time, but we recognize there are other things that we can and in many cases should be doing with our lives as well. For example, which is intrinsically a better action, right? Reading your Bible 
or playing football? Which is better? Perfect. That would be kind of scary if we got the wrong answer there, right? Reading your Bible, all right? That is the better action. But you know what? That's not to say that all of you that are playing intramural football this semester, you're all a bunch of sinners because you should be reading your Bible, right? It's a better action to do, but we can still do the other one. Uh, We know that Job uh, says in the Bible, right? I've esteemed the words of thy mouth more than my necessary food, right? As an intrinsic action, which is better, reading God's word or eating lunch? It's still better to read God's word. And Job isn't just talking about like, hey, I would rather read your word, I would rather uh, have your word than uh, like dessert. He's talking about like necessary food. But should we never eat again and just always read God's word? Well, no, we shouldn't do that either. And so there are some things that we can do that are not intrinsically the best action to be doing at any given time but are still not wrong to do, and I hope we understand what I mean by that. Football is not the best thing that I could be doing in an activity, right? But it can be something that's right to do at that time, right? If I'm behind on my projects, don't. (laughs) But you know what? Hey, maybe I've I've spent time with God that day. Hey, I worked hard in my classes that day. I worked hard on Blue Crew that day. I'm going to go out and I'm going to go enjoy a game of football. That's something that can be right to do. It doesn't have to be a fundamentally spiritual action or fundamentally the most spiritual action which we could do at any given time in order to be acceptable. But with that mindset, right, social media can fall into this area of things that are not wrong to do, right? I'm not going to uh, preach today, hey, none of you should be on Instagram. If you are, you're sinning against God, okay? Uh, if, if you log into you know, Twitter this week, then you could have been reading your Bible with that time, and now you, know, you should repent of that. That's not the point. But not every action has to be a spiritual action, but every action should have a spiritual purpose. We don't have to be doing uh, something spiritual with every single moment of our day, but every part of our day should be done with, for the glory of God. Right? Paul doesn't say, hey, whether therefore you pray or read your Bible or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. He says, hey, whether you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. Right? We can do these other things, but everything should be submitted to the preeminent authority and the ultimate glory of God. So how can we, with our social media, right, it's something that, uh, true, is not the most um, meaningful thing that we could be doing, sure, But something that's not wrong to do either, right? How can we then use it in such a way that we are glorifying God through what we do with our social media? Let's look at a couple things today. I'm not going to uh, try to talk about, you know, terror stories of uh, people that posted something wrong on Twitter and then got fired or whatever. And I'm not even going to really be exegeting a passage from the Bible about social media because, again, uh, the social media in the Bible was limited. But we're going to be looking at a couple different verses, going to be giving a a couple principles and hopefully backing them up with God's word as we look at them. The first thing that I want us to see with this idea of what can we do in such a way that is uh, beneficial for us, is expedient for us, is that first of all we need to recognize and direct the habitual nature of social media. Recognize and direct the habitual nature of what you do with your social media habits. For many of us, and I could be wrong in this, but I would venture to assume that some people in here are like me because I've done this before. 
Sometimes when I've logged into social media, I haven't sat down and thought about it first and been like, huh, what is the absolute best thing I could be doing at this time and weighed all of my alternatives and then come to the idea that, you know what, I should log on to Facebook right now. You know what, sometimes I've just had my phone out. Maybe I get to a class a couple minutes early or something like that as a student or uh, maybe I'm waiting for a meeting to start or uh, maybe I'm uh, you know, eating dinner or something like that. My phone is out. And I turn on the screen, and pretty quickly, before I really even think about it, you know, I just hit the browser, and there I am in Facebook or something like that. Or if you've got the Twitter app or the Facebook app or something like that on your phone, right, sometimes you're not necessarily like, hmm, I'm going to go check my Instagram right now. I'm going to make sure that I do that, right? Sometimes it's just kind of like, okay, my phone's on, and oh, I'm on social media now. All right, has that happened to anyone else at some point? That, it's something that I've done, right? We're not necessarily like... I should definitely make sure that I, I get my social media time in for today, right? But we're just kind of on it. You know, maybe you're in lunch line or something like that. And, I mean, if you get reception in the SLC, then that's awesome, right? <laughs> but you know what? Maybe I'm waiting for lunch and, you know, I'm just, you know, scrolling through my Facebook feed or something like that or making sure that I tell people that I haven't thought about in six months happy birthday or whatever we, it is that we're doing, right? There's social media habits that we have. But there's two things that we need to do with these habits, right? Because habits can be a great thing or habits can be a terrible thing depending on how we use them. The first thing we need to do um, is that we need to bring intentionality in to our habits. We need to be intentional instead of just doing things in a habitual nature, right? So use intentionality to evaluate your habits. And so as we're doing this, right, there are some habits in my life that might be a good thing and there's some habits in my life that might be a bad thing. But if I only live my life according to the habits that are already there, never thinking, never evaluating, is this something that's helpful for me, then it's going to be hard for me to do things that are expedient, as Paul says, to do things that are beneficial. If I never take the time to think, is this beneficial or not? You know, sometimes we just have things that we do, but we should be intentionally bringing God's word to bear, should I have this habit or not? Should I be... Um, on social media this much, or frankly, any other habit that you might have in your life, bringing intentionality to evaluate those habits. But not only should we use intentionality to evaluate our habits, we should use intentionality to direct our habits. And here's what I mean by that. You can use intentional thought to make your habits productive. A phrase I have here, just because I like phrases with long words and many syllables, Preemptive intentionality, okay, being intentional beforehand, informing and directing habits can make even unintentional, habitual actions productive. If you think about your habits beforehand, you can make your habits work for you. Right? So let's just say that, as I did this morning, I was uh, walking out of uh, the place where I'm staying and I uh, had sleep for breakfast. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to wake up early and make myself something. During college, I would usually wake up and go to breakfast. I was one of those people, but uh, <laughs> that hasn't lasted. So you know what? I, I, was, I was getting in, uh, I, I, was, I was heading out the door. I was going to uh, come here today. Uh, we had Brother Vernoy in the first hour in Comparative Religions. It was awesome. But I said, you know what? I want to have uh, some food in the system. Uh, I don't want it to be you know, 11.14, and I'm preaching, and think to myself, man, I'm really hungry, because, you know, I don't, I don't want that. So I'm going to grab some food, and me being the uh, person rigorously dedicated to my health and personal fitness that I am, 
I thought of this the other day. I was like, you know what? I've skipped breakfast for quite a while. I'm going to get myself something that I can have for breakfast. So just some kind of food, kind of get me started off with my day right. And so I grabbed a Pop-Tart because, you know what? Health food. So, you know, I, so I go out the door, you know, I, I grab that Pop-Tart and I, I'm eating it while I'm driving, whatever, because, you know, I don't know, I'm just trying to live an efficient life and redeem the time, I guess is the takeaway. <laughs> so, you know, I, I'm, I'm driving here, I'm, I'm eating my Pop-Tart. But you know what? <laughs> Hypothetically, were I to apply this message to my own life, I could use intentionality to direct those habits. You know what might be better than eating a Pop-Tart? Eating fresh fruit, right? So, but here's the, here's the idea with that. And if you had a Pop-Tart for breakfast, too, I'm not judging you. Right? But here's the idea. Right? I didn't get the chance to think, you know what? What do I want for breakfast this morning? And not only because I was running late either. But you know what? I just have what was there. Okay? And there was a Pop-Tart there. But if beforehand I say, you know what? I want to eat more fresh fruit. I should go get some fresh fruit and have it available for me in the mornings. Then you know what? I'm not thinking about the nutritional value of my breakfast. Like That was not a major topic on my mind this morning. First of all, because I didn't spend the time to think about it. And second, I probably shouldn't have, right? Because I ate a Pop-Tart. But, right? but if you spend intentional time and intentional thought beforehand, then you can make the unintentional actions that you don't even think about. I'm just grabbing something on the way out of the door, but you can make that work for you. Because, hey, now I'm actually eating something healthy. In the same way, right, habits are something that we should be evaluating with intentionality. But if you spend the time to evaluate those and then you construct positive habits, you can direct even those actions where you're not really thinking about it. Even those actions where you're not necessarily trying to contemplate all of what's you know, most important in the universe at this time. You're just kind of you know, logging on to Facebook before lunch, whatever the case is, right? But if you set up parameters and you set up direction and you set up guidelines and practices and habits beforehand with intentional thought, then you can make your unintentional actions work for you instead of against you. You can get positive results out of those things. So recognize and direct the habitual nature of social media. We have social media habits, probably speaking. But if we think about them, and we invest thought and direction and God's word into them, then we can make those work for us. The second thing I want us to think about is that we should be filtering social media usage through a biblical mindset. So I'm thinking about my social media instead of only treating it as some kind of habit that I do. It's not just an app that's on my phone that, hey, you know, my phone screen is on, so I'm just going to push it. But now I'm uh, thinking about it with intentionality. How should I be using my social media? And as I think about it with intentionality, I should be bringing a biblical mindset to it. Now, there's a couple levels of this, right? The first is that we have direct commandments of God, whether positive or negative, okay? Um, Ephesians 4.29, right? Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, right? If, if you were in one of my classes and I had a true-false question, true or false, I should not let corrupt communication proceed out of my mouth. You'd probably get a 100 on that question, right? It's not all that difficult. There are some direct commandments of God's Word that I should be applying to my life, But that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Don't have corrupt communication. Say edifying things, right? So that's just a command of God. That's not something that takes a lot of evaluation. It's not something that takes a whole lot of thought. Just, you know, don't have corrupt communication proceeding out of your mouth. Encourage other people. 
There are some things which are going to be a little bit broader uh, principle-wise, right? Uh, be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Well, what does it mean for me to be filled with the Spirit, right? None of us are going to walk out of here and be filled with the Spirit in an active sense, right? You might go to lunch. You might take a quiz, right? Something like that. But if I said, hey, be filled with the Spirit, right? That we could all do that, but we wouldn't all necessarily be doing the same thing, right? If I said, everyone raise your right hand, that all of us would just be doing that, right? But being filled with the Spirit is, is how we're doing what we're doing, right? It's... Whatever action is in your life, right? Maybe you're eating lunch. Maybe you're in a class. Maybe you're in your ministry. Maybe you're studying. Uh, maybe you're playing intramural football, right? But in any of these different specific events, be filled with the Spirit. So how can I follow a biblical mindset? Well, just do the actual things that God has told me to do. Don't let corrupt communication come out of your mouth, but say things that are edifying to others. So do the right things, but do them in the right way. Right? Be filled with the Spirit, the direction, uh, the way in which I'm doing these different actions. Right? That has to be biblical as well. And if all things, right, then thirdly, the overall mindset is to glorify God. Whether therefore you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, as we've already said, do all to the glory of God. So there are specific commandments of God that are going to apply to what I say and what I do on social media. And there are some that don't tell me the words that I should put into my tweet or into my post, right? But are still relevant for me. They still demand application. That I should be filled with the Spirit. I should be doing everything to the glory of God. You know what? There might be nothing wrong with exactly what you're doing. But if the how or the why of it is off, then it's still a sin. Hey, I, I might not be doing anything wrong by saying anything on, on Facebook. I, I'm not complaining, right? There shouldn't be any murmurings or disputings. Uh, I'm not being corrupt or profane with my words. But am I filled with the Spirit as I'm doing it? Am I doing it to the glory of God? Well, if not, you should be, right? That's relevant there as well, too. And so filter your social media usage uh, through a biblical mindset. The third thing, and something that I think is important for us, is that we need to accept the fact that your social media is quite possibly your broadest reaching testimony. Your social media is quite possibly your broadest reaching testimony. And here's what I mean by that, right? We're in a ministry, and if you are in uh, Cactus Kids Club or something like that, right? Oh, you're definitely being a testimony to them. You're definitely investing in them. That's a serious ministry, right? And we would say, hey, I should probably have a good testimony there. How many kids are in your Cactus Kids Club class, really? 20, maybe? Right? Maybe how many are on your bus route or your bus class? You know, 40, 50, something like that? That's meaningful. That's significant. I'm not downplaying those at all. Uh, I've, I've been in these ministries. I love those ministries. That, it's important. But when you post something online, right, how many friends do you have? How many followers do you, followers do you have, right? Many of us would probably have maybe over 100 friends, over 100 followers, something like that. I feel like that's a conservative baseline to say, right? Many people in here are going to have over that. You don't have to check your, you know, your phones right now, but how many of you would say on one of my social media accounts, I probably have over 100 friends or followers, whatever the case is, right? I feel like that's a very conservative number, right? If you were going to a ministry and you had 100 kids in there, right? We'd be like, oh, like, that's serious, right? Like, I'm, I'm teaching this rally. I have 100 kids in here. 100 people are listening to what I say. Oh, man, I should do a good job. And you should. 
If you're posting on Facebook or Twitter and you have 300 people listening to what you say, how is it that we're putting five seconds of thought into it and just moving on from there? Right? Your social media, in many cases, is your broadest reaching testimony. Right? Most of you in here are not going to uh, be preaching in chapel or something like this, right? But in this case, I'm literally speaking to hundreds of people. You know when else you're communicating to hundreds of people? Every single time you post something on social media, for many of us. But you know what? I know that I put more thought into this message than I do into you know, many of my Facebook posts, something like that. Put more preparation in. But honestly, when you think about it, you're still reaching a broad audience numerically, they're still listening to what you have to say. And so because social media is powerful, because it's permanent, it's, it's a reflection of who you are. Right? You don't get a pass on what you put on your social media, like, oh, you know, that wasn't me. I'm a huge fan of the NBA, and it's really funny. People uh, sometimes will, will tweet something, and they'll be like, oh, you know, my account got hacked. Sorry about that. You know, it's like, really? Did your account really get hacked? And then people come up with more creative excuses, right? There's a guy recently that his team lost the first three games of the year, uh, two of them by over 40 points, and he tweeted, I, I don't want to be here. They asked him about it. They said, oh, you know, what's, what's going on with that? He was like, oh, I was, uh, I was at the hair salon. That, that's what it was. Like, really? You know, okay, whatever. Sometimes we make excuses for the things that we communicate via social media, but you know what? Your social media is really who you are. That's how you get to choose how to represent yourself to the world, right? This is my voice to the world. How do I want to uh, portray myself? What do I want to talk about? How do I want to phrase it, right? It's up to you. Uh, Luke 6.45, A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good, and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. For of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaketh. Well, I'm not speaking, it's on social media. You're communicating, right? Same kind of thing. The world is hearing your words. You know what? From the abundance of your heart, from who you are, you are communicating with the world. And you get the chance to craft that, to shape that. You get the chance to say whatever it is that you want to as many people as have decided to follow you or accept your friend request or whatever the case is. You get to portray yourself to the world. And oftentimes, myself included, we put in shockingly minimal thought into that. But this is who you are, right? If you post about sports all the time on Facebook, and I've already mentioned like a number of sports illustrations. I love sports, okay? That's not the point. If you post about sports all the time on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or whatever the case is, guess what? You're defining yourself as someone whose life is defined by sports. It's not wrong to post about sports on Facebook. I don't because my teams are having a bad year, but, right, it's something that's fine. If, you, if all you do is post selfies of yourself, you're defining yourself as someone who's wrapped up with yourself. That's just what you're saying, okay? And you can say, well, you know, whatever else about it. And I'm not saying that selfies are wrong. But if your feed is dominated by pictures of yourself, shocker, you're into yourself too much, okay? That's just the way that it is. We get to define how we portray ourselves to the world, to everyone around us, in many cases, hundreds of people, by every post, by every tweet, by every picture. And so, absolutely, you know, hey, post, you know, post something about uh, the basketball game. That's awesome, right? Post something about your favorite team winning. Post something about your favorite team losing, if you want, right? Post a selfie of yourself. Post a selfie of yourself with other people, if that's a, an ussy or just a picture or whatever you want to call it, right? You can do that. That's fine. 
but recognize that you are crafting a message of how the world sees you and what they know about you. You're giving them bite-sized pieces at a time. Put some thought into it. (laughs) This is reaching hundreds of people. And if we just treat this as, oh, you know, I just said something to my friend, so I'm going to put it online, right? Our words are important, absolutely. But most of our words are not to hundreds of people, right? Most of the time, we don't have that level of influence just through the random things that we're saying, right? We're just having a personal conversation. Or maybe you're uh, talking to your room, all right? What, you've got five people in there? That's important. That really is relevant. But when we're posting on social media and we have hundreds of people listening to us or with the potential to listen to us, Right? That's significant. We should be putting more thought into it than that. Hey, if there was someone that, um, even as we've just seen with missions conference, right? if they're saying, hey, does this person have a heart for God? And if you went on one of the missionaries' social media and all you saw were you know, pictures of their dog and stuff about their fantasy football team, right? we would kind of reconsider, like, are they really invested um, in the work of God? Like, is that really something that they're all about? If a teen in, in your youth group back home, they're trying to figure out if God wants them to go into full-time ministry or not, and they say, well, hey, I know this guy from my church, or this girl from my church. Hey, they're, they're out at West Coast. You know, they're a junior. They're a senior this year. You know, they've been influenced by West Coast. And they look at your social media, and there's nothing about God. There's nothing about the overall purpose of your life. Again, you don't have to just post inspirational quotes all the time, and we'll actually talk about it in the next point. But if nothing in your social media reflects what you say is the greatest priority in your life, then you're lying somewhere. If you say, oh, I'm living my life to please God. I'm excited to serve Him in the ministry. I want to do something meaningful with the time God has lent me. But you never have any posts that reflect any of that, then I question how sincere you are about it. And again, this is not to say that you have to scrub your account and be just 100% hyper-spiritual in all of your branding, but recognize that you are representing yourself to the world. You get the chance to define exactly how they see you, and you get the chance to define exactly what your priorities are. Put some thought into that. Okay? So accept the fact that social media is oftentimes your broadest reaching testimony. The next principle that I want to mention, and we're going to bring up some of the ideas here, intentionally represent yourself with both authenticity and spirituality. You're, you're representing yourself. This is who I am, world. Display both authenticity and spirituality. I was interning with a friend at uh, Brenton Road Baptist Church. It's now Grand Rapids Baptist Church up in Grand Rapids, Michigan, one of the most incredible places I've ever been in my life. I love that church family. Uh, there's amazing things going on there. I had a great summer interning there, and I was with a good friend of mine. I didn't really know him well at the time, but I've gotten to know him since then, uh, my friend Mark. And Mark was fantastic. Uh, he's an amazingly godly guy. He has way more gifts than I do in a ton of different areas. It was a tremendous summer working with him. One of the things that was interesting about Mark, though, was that he was a great singer, and he had really, really eclectic music tastes. He just liked all sorts of different things. Uh, I'm not as eclectic, so he would just be singing random stuff, and I'm like, I've never heard that before in my life. 
I, I heard it with Mark. <laughs> we'll just say that. One of the songs, he would just kind of like randomly walk in singing, and um, I'm not going to try to sing it uh, for us because, you know, I, that's not a wise idea. I've sang in chapel before. It doesn't end up well. And, uh, and one of the songs that he would, uh, he would sing, and I don't, he wouldn't even sing the whole song. He would just kind of bust out into this one phrase, Hey, world, I am what I am. And he'd just be like, you know, la di da di da or whatever. And uh, hey, world, I am what I am. Social media is our chance to tell the world who we are, and we should be presenting ourselves in a way that we can say, hey, this is actually who I am. Did I have authenticity in my social media usage? Here's the case, the way that it is for me. I don't know if it's this way for anyone else. It's possible, and I'm not trying to get on anyone when I say this, but for me personally, this is something that happens. When someone only posts, like, inspirational quotes on mountain backgrounds, or whatever they do, you know, or like a picture of a sunrise with, like, a Bible verse, that's nice. Like, it really is, you know? Good job. But if that's all you post, then it loses its power for me, right? If you're just, like, uh, posting little catchphrase quotes, and you're just like, you know... Um, Talking about stuff, I don't even know what they are because I try not to read catchphrase quotes, okay? Um, But if it's just like uh, super-duper positive, you know, I'm going to be an inspiration to other people kind of thing, that's nice, and you can absolutely use those. But if your entire feed is, you know, cutesy pictures with, you know, script writing and inspirational quotes, and that's all that it is, that wears thin, okay? And eventually, for me... I just unfollow the person because I don't want that much positivity in my life, okay? <laughs> just the way that it works, okay? I like being a pessimist. Don't, don't break me out of this, okay? But do we at least know what I'm talking about, right? If someone is just like, oh, you know, talking about some of this all the time, then it eventually wears thin. And I'm not talking about um, rejoicing and seeing someone saved. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about um, being blessed by missions conference, I'm just saying, hey, if you're just trying to be like, all right, this is, you know, my selfie of myself with, you know, this cool little quote that I Googled online because I want to have a quote that goes with it, okay? Is that really the best thing? I don't think so, okay? So this, this is what I'm talking about. But at the same time, authenticity is not an excuse to not be spiritual. It's not like I can say, hey, well, this is just who I am, right? That doesn't work in any other area of our lives, right? You get ticked at your roommate and, you, you know, just start screaming at him or whatever. Oh, that's just who I am. I mean, he has to do no. <laughs> Or you could be spiritual, right? That's the other option. Um, well, I, I, just, I just wanted to go, you know, go to that place. Well, you're not supposed to, okay? Your location, your actions, your words, every other area in life, we recognize, right, that we have to bring through the filter of what pleases God. So if I'm saying, hey, well, this is just me, you know, on my social media, I'm, I'm being authentic. Brother Adam's told, you know, said to be authentic. Uh, well, either, you know, you're, you're ignoring the rest or you just fell asleep, which... Not necessarily good in chapel, right? But we're both authentic and spiritual. I don't want to see all of our overly authentic selves at times if it's like, oh, I had a bad day and I don't like lunch today, so I'm going to complain about it. You know? Or you could be you know, thankful that they, there's people that go in there. Brother George, we sang for him in the SLC the other day. He's, what, 90 years old? He's 90 years old, and he shows up to give of his time for you with no pay, um, because he likes giving you lunch, okay? I wouldn't be particularly thrilled to give you lunch if I was getting paid for it, okay? He, at 90 years old, shows up because he loves y'all, all right? And there's, there's people there that, that are serving, they're working hard, they're doing what they can, all right? 
But, you know, today I'm going to have a bad attitude. I'm going to complain about lunch. All right, I don't want to see that. Like, I don't care if that's the authentic you in that moment. Authentic you shouldn't be complaining anyway, right? So we're not talking about that kind of authenticity, but that we have, both have a spiritual mind, right? What's the benefit of this? How is this helpful? How is this meaningful? How is this eternally significant? And also, be real in what you're doing, right? I don't, I'm not looking for someone that is a compilation of Googled quotes. I'm looking for people that are truly godly, that can impact my life. And, and man, I've, I've seen them here, right? With Pastor Chapel, with Dr. Gedge, with so many others that have invested in me. And you know what? They can post things, you know, on Twitter, on Facebook, whatever the case is, right? I'm not saying that you can't post an encouraging quote that you heard, but that you're both authentic about this is who I really am. This is what, what's going on in my life. This is just what's happening, as well as being spiritual. That those things are not mutually exclusive. Rather, we should be having both of them in everything that we post. So recognize the fact that we have social media habits. Well, what do we do with those habits? We think about them through the lens of the Word of God because you know what? There's a lot of people that have the ability to listen to us as we use social media. And so as these people are listening to us, we want to be giving them a message of intentional authenticity. This is who I really am. I'm not trying to put on a facade. I'm not trying to you know, look better than, than I actually am. I'm, I'm being me but I want to be a spiritual me. I want to be a me that's at least trying to love God. Am I perfect? Of course I'm not perfect. But I'm at least trying to do the right thing. And so as we bring these together in our social media, we are using these here. And so we have this mindset. We have these principles that go in. But pretty quickly, and then I'm going to be done, what are some significant purposes then of social media? Right? So we've talked about the mindset, right, that we're representing ourselves in such a way that can impact the world. But we're not trying to be cheesy. We're not trying to just say all of, you know, whatever. But I'm trying to influence others because I'm just me. But I'm living for something bigger than myself, and I want to bring others along on that journey. How can we use social media? The first way is connection. Right? I appreciate the value of social media for that. I actually um, got my, uh, I set up my Facebook account when I came back out here the first semester I was teaching in January of 2015 because I was not going to be around some of my friends as much as I was when I was in the dorm. There are definite benefits to that. But, you know, at the same time, it's good to keep up with people. And then after that class graduated and then uh, some friends that I have that graduated even this past May, right, we're all around the country. Uh, they're in Florida. They're in West Virginia. They're in Ohio. They're other places in California. They're, they're in Wyoming. They're all around the country serving the Lord, and that's fantastic. But social media can be a very helpful way to stay connected with people that you don't see on a regular basis, and that's something that's a positive benefit for it. Uh, we can use uh, social media for communication, right? Obviously, if it's a, uh, you know, a ministry event or something like that, a ministry page, right, that can be something that's helpful uh, to tell people what you are up to. All right, with the missionaries here. Hey, you know what's easier than texting, you know, a thousand people about what you've been doing the previous day? Post something on Facebook, right? And they can communicate. Hey, uh, this is what we're up to. This is what God is doing here. And that's fantastic. We can use it for communication. We can use it for information. When I was uh, in sermon prep uh, with Brother Sams, uh, he, one of the things that he mentioned is that uh, Twitter is a great source to get news from, right? Now, 
you know, fake news, whatever kind of thing. But right, go, you know, go to Twitter. Read, you know, you can get some news. Keep up with what's going on around you, or uh, follow preachers. That hey, this person's a godly guy. He's on the right track. I, w- I want to see what he's doing. Right, I, I want to learn about what's going on there. That's awesome, right? We can use social media for these different things. So we can use it for information, just to, to find out about what's going on around us. Finally, we can use it for entertainment, right? Now, we know that Ephesians says we're supposed to be redeeming the time because the days are evil. And we want to max out the time that God has given us. We want to uh, not just spend it, but we want to invest it. But at the same time, you know, if someone's ripping on social media and then they go play a round of golf... Okay, and are out there for a couple hours. Is there anything wrong with golf? Absolutely not. But at the same time, right, it's still a time spender. And we've mentioned the fact that even not overtly spiritual actions can be done in a helpful way, can be done in a way that's fine. And so, hey, you know, is there a better form of entertainment than watching a funny video on social media? The answer there is yes, right? That's not a maybe. That's a yes answer. But is it wrong to see something that makes you laugh? No, you know, whatever, that's fine. That's a purpose that often people use with social media. And everyone's like, oh, no, not me. I just share prayer requests and pray for other people, right? Uh So, right, many people do use this for entertainment. It's not necessarily something that's wrong, but obviously something that should be kept in balance, something that should be defined and determined and driven by the other priorities in our life that are much more significant than that. But as we look at these different usages, I'm going to focus especially on connection, communication, and information, ways that are helpful for us to uh, be using social media. We probably use entertainment more than we should, honestly, with that. But as we look at these purposes, right, what are some ways that I can use my social media accounts, whatever they may be, however many I have, right, what are some ways that I can use social media in an effective, Christ-honoring way to glorify God to benefit me? What are some things I can do with my social media that are expedient? Right? All things are lawful, but all things are not expedient. I can do what I want, but what can I do that's beneficial, that helps me, that develops me, and through me glorifies God? Okay? Just a couple practical suggestions. None of these are in the Bible. Um, but something that uh, I was thinking about it might work for you. Or you might say, well, I don't think that would work, but here's something else that could, I could possibly do with my social media. Cool. That's awesome. Do whatever you want with these, all right? A couple things that I uh, thought of. Uh, turn off your phone screen and set your phone down for, a, for one minute before you post something, all right? If you have a problem with you just get mad at stuff and you complain on social media, all right? Turn off your phone. Don't just, like, have it there and post it immediately. Set it down. Think about it, right? If you want to be really spiritual, you could pray about it, too. That'd be good. But, right, at least, hey, just turn off your phone screen, set your phone down, and think about what it is that you're going to post. Hey, if it's something that is carnal or if it's something that is frivolous, you're probably less likely to do it, to post whatever that is after putting some thought into it. So put some thought into it. Uh, Secondly, uh, memorize a couple verses about your speech. Uh, Psalm 19.14, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. And again, the idea of social media, right? It's not the words of our mouth, but it's communication. It's the same kind of thing. I'm communicating to the world. Hey, is it acceptable to God? Hey, set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth. Hey, keep me from saying the wrong things. Let your grace be always, uh, let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt. Am I speaking in the right way? Memorize some verses uh, about uh, effective words, godly words, helpful words. 
Another one we could do, follow five pages or people or blogs or something along those lines that challenge you to think well, right? Because all of us probably have something that at least pops up in our social media feed, whether it's because it's something that we follow or something that someone else liked and it just pops up, that is amusement. That's not necessarily wrong, but it's not really helpful either. It's not making you think more. But you know what? There is the internet, and there are amazing sites out there on the internet that can challenge you to think, that can help you. So, hey, maybe it's a preacher that has been a blessing to you, and he's got a blog. Hey, go check out some things there. Uh, follow that page. You know, um, There's different apologetics ones that will, will post little videos. Um, I haven't gotten to see it yet. There was uh, one by uh, Reasonable Faith, William Lane Craig's ministry that I followed. That I was like, oh, that video looks really cool. I want to go back and check that out. Right? Just something that makes you think. Uh, Brother Tyler has posted a couple stuff that are really, really good. Right? Go read something. Go, go do something intentional, informational, helpful, educational, however many more you know, polysyllabic words we need to use. Right? It's good. Right? Go do something good. Uh, pick at least one social media prayer request a day and pray for it at least three times. Okay? You see people mentioning things on social media, prayer requests. You know it's a lot easier than intentionally praying for them? Just liking it. Right? Oh, like that, that's basically like a prayer. You know, it's not. <laughs> you could actually pray for them. Uh, and so, you know what? Just pick one a day. Maybe the first one that you see or you know, the first time that you check your social media a day, if there's a prayer request, I'm going to pray for that three times. Pray for it at lunch. Pray for it once in the afternoon. Pray for it at night before you go to bed. Something like that. Hey, we have the ability to help others through our social media usage, right? Don't just like a prayer request. Actually pray for it. Startling thought. Pick at least one person a week who you follow or are followed by that you have not communicated with recently and contact them personally, right? Hey, I see this, this friend that, you know, is, is on my social media feed. I haven't talked to him in four months. You know, pray for him a couple times and then text him. Hey, how's it going, man? I prayed for you the other day. I haven't, haven't talked to you in a while. Just wanted to let you know that uh, I hope that the Lord's using you. Anything I can pray for you about? Anything I can be a blessing for you for? Or even just, what's up? I haven't talked in a while, right? Connect with people. Because we, we have this giant list of all these people that, oh, yeah, we're friends, but we're not acting as friends, right? So pick one person a week and just contact them. Hey, how's, how's life? What's going on? What, what's new in your life? Uh, set a time limit for yourself uh, every day for a week, right? You don't necessarily have to keep this up for the rest of your life. But if you say, you know, I'm going to spend... 10 minutes a day, or 5 minutes a day, or whatever the case is, right? Facebook estimates the average user spends 50 minutes a day on Facebook, okay? I wouldn't say that that should be your limit, right? But if you want to say, hey, I'm going to spend 10 minutes a day, or 15 minutes a day, or whatever the number is, right? I, I feel like I probably spend too much time on it now, so I'm going to try to trim that down, all right? Most of us probably have some kind of a stopwatch app on our phones that we can use. Set it for 15 minutes, have it count down. When it's done, you're off social media for the day. Or if you want to say, hey, I'm going to have two five-minute chunks. I'm going to have one uh, while I'm waiting for lunch. I'm going to have one in the evening, right? But it's going to be five minutes, right? And be intentional about how much time you're spending on it, okay? Um, you could fast social media for a week. You don't necessarily have to put up, like, hey, I'm fasting, you know, on, on all of your social media accounts to let people know that you're fasting. Pretty sure Jesus said something about that. <laughs> but you know what? Hey, I'm just not going to check Facebook for a while. Okay? Maybe it's before missions conference. Hey, I, maybe it's after missions conference. Right? Obviously, we can't go back to before missions conference. 
But frankly, right now, we've been challenged more, and we have more information about the missionaries, right? Now is the time that we should be praying for them. Now is the time that we should be praying for God to continue the work in our hearts and not just sort of move along with it, okay? And so spend whatever time it is. Maybe you say, uh, I'm going to try the 15-minute thing or the 10-minute thing, but for the next couple days, I'm going to be spending that time for prayer, and I'm going to make sure that I, I pray during that time, right? You can do that. There, you can do any number of things. You could say all of those are great. You could say none of those are great. I don't really care in a sense, right? But use intentionality to think about how can I glorify God with my social media. It's something that's important. It's something that's influential. And as we've seen, it's something that just about all of us have, right? But don't just have it. Don't just use it. Use it intentionally to glorify God.